If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. All right, all right. A short little podcast with two stories with dogs walking around, clicking on the floor and barking at the at the door these dogs drive me crazy but i love them uh there's two stories the first story is written by a police officer in southern arkansas and the second story is from yours truly's twisted mind every once in a while i get these ideas for stories and i write them down i don't know it's just a fun podcast i thought you guys may enjoy it the first one The first story by the police officer is claimed to be true, and I believe it is true. The second one is total fiction. It's just a story I wrote. I think it's pretty good. It's kind of, you know, kids may not want to listen to that story. I want to tell you right now, there's a little bit of violence in it. But again, it's from my weird, twisted mind, and I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, here we go. It was Halloween night three years ago. I remember because it had just turned cold. I'm a police officer in a small town in South Arkansas. And every year we get calls about yelling and screaming at an abandoned hospital we have in town. And this year proved no different. I was working overtime that night and I was excited to get this call. I had not seen the old hospital. I'd heard stories about it and my curiosity was piqued. The call to dispatch came in close to 3 a.m., and the caller reported people breaking into the building. Screams were heard shortly after they entered. My supervisor called the whole shift to meet at the department, and we went together to the hospital. After we arrived and entered the first building, I saw a light to the left side of my head, and I turned around as fast as possible to see what it was. I was irritated to find it was the rookie with his pistol flashlight pointed right at me. Apparently, he didn't remember that wherever that light was pointed, so was his firearm. Well, after that heart attack and the following ribbing I gave the guy, we began to hear talking and yelling on the floors above us. Our supervisor and four officers moved toward the floor where we knew the noise was coming from. He left me and one officer at the base of the stair near the point where we entered. We heard the team moving up the stairs and across the floors above us, and we also heard the screams stay right ahead of them. We were also on the radio, and we knew exactly where they were at all times. 
When the team reached the top floor, the screaming stopped, only to resume directly below them on the floor they had just searched. They headed back down to catch up with the screamers. Upon arriving at that floor, the noise could be heard from the building entrance on the first floor at the far end of the building from where I stood. And by then, the noise was constantly moving and we could follow that movement. Well, it seemed like hours, but our supervisor and his team finally made it back to us. The screams continued from another area in the building. They were still moving, but we never found the source. Staying to investigate the event would have been normal police work, but we convinced each other that it was local meth heads messing with us. We didn't have time for that, and we left. At least that was the image we projected to each other. I confess that I was relieved to get out of that place, and I think the others were too, but they would never admit it. I learned later that the place was once a mental asylum. Catholic nuns were the caretakers. The hospital closed at some point many years ago and the building was abandoned. I don't know who owns the property. But not long after the building was abandoned, people began to break in. I know of stories of satanic rituals being conducted there. I didn't see these, but it is said that there are pentagrams drawn on the floors and other satanic symbols adorn the walls and ceilings. Small decomposing animals were said to be found in the center of these symbols on the floor. Cats and skunks and other wildlife, all sacrificed with cut throats. Evil resides in that place. The place is called Warner Brown Hospital near El Dorado, Arkansas. You can go there now. We were told the vaccine was safe. Safe for anyone, children, adolescents, and adults. My wife spent hours researching the vaccines, but what was the point? It had been rushed through and delivered to the masses as the cure before you needed a cure. The president had cleared the way. No need for testing, he said, along with the experts. My wife was skeptical. She didn't want foreign chemicals coursing through her bloodstream. She asked me what I thought. Well, I was working all the time. I didn't give a damn if there were possible side effects. Medicines had never bothered me, the few I had taken. They wouldn't harm me or her either, I said. Take the damn vaccine and move on. But she remained skeptical. I think we should wait, she said. What's the rush? After work last Tuesday, I had some free time and stopped by Walmart and I got the jab. Hell, it was free. When I got home, I showed her my card. You got the vaccine? She asked. I did, and you should too. It scares me. I've seen two reports today of people having horrible side effects. I thought she was going to cry. Now that I had taken the shot, she knew she would have to. I feel fine, I said. Drop by the drugstore or Walmart this week and get it over with. She walked into the bedroom and closed the door. I went to the garage to string up a new bait casting reel. On Friday, my boss told me to take the day off at noon. Well, I wasn't going to argue. 
On the way home, I called her to see if she might be interested in a matinee and a pizza that afternoon. We like surprising each other on random days off to go to the theater. I don't think I feel like it, she said. I got the shot this morning and I don't feel very good. You got the shot? Yeah, and I'm beginning to regret it. Well, maybe ibuprofen will help. I'm sure you'll feel better in the morning. I'll be home in half an hour. I hope so, she said. Did you see Molly this morning? Molly's a stray dog that wandered to our porch two years ago. We fed her and she stuck around. She fit right in with our four dogs. I didn't notice her, I said. I bet she's under the house. Now I look, she's not here anywhere. She'll show up, she always does. I'll see you in 20, and I hung up the phone. I had not been honest with my wife. That shot made me feel like crap, and I was getting worse. Over and over I said to myself that I'd get over it. Others had reported aches and swelling. Some even had memory loss. I had both. I didn't remember if I had seen Molly earlier. Worse still, I couldn't remember the names of the other dogs. If someone said the names, I'd remember, but no matter how hard I tried, the names were lost in my mind. Added to that, my teeth ached, like I had somehow developed a gum disease in the last day or two. And I must have fallen at some point because my teeth felt jagged to the touch, like I'd broken some of them off. My wife would make a dentist appointment for me. She was good about that. We live out in the country, and my dogs run free. No fences here. The dogs never leave. They know where they're fed. They didn't greet me when I parked my car, though, and for the first time in years I wasn't mobbed by dogs when I got home. At the edge of the woods, I began to call the dogs. They'd run off in the woods behind the house. They'd come to my call, but they didn't. Inside, I called for my wife, and she didn't answer either. The bedroom door was closed. She either needed privacy or she was resting from the shot. So I left her alone and I went back out to look for my dogs. An hour later, at the bank of a pond a half mile from my house, I caught the odor of decay. And I searched through the brush and I found my three dogs. They were dead and had been eaten. Well, I fell to my knees and I wanted to gather their bodies in my arms and hold them and grieve, but they were too far gone. I didn't know which part belonged to which dog. There was a growl behind me. It was Molly. She was alive, but she didn't know me, growling at me as if I were a trespasser. I coaxed her with the language I used with her, and she became even more enraged, snarling and showing her teeth as if I were the enemy. She turned and ran into the woods. She was gone in a flash. Next to the dogs were a pile of clothes I had not noticed. The clothes hadn't been there long. They looked like my clothes, but why would my clothes be out here in this field? I gathered them up anyway and dropped them in the back of my UTV. Now that the clothes were not contrasted with the grass, I saw they were covered in blood. I left them alone and I drove back to the house. Hey, I said through the closed bedroom door. Are you okay? I was glad she didn't answer. I didn't know how to tell her the dogs had been killed and that Molly had run away. 
She never answered, but the door opened. And it was her, but what I saw in front of me made me gag. Her hair was a mess, and her eyes were sunken into their sockets. Sharp teeth protruded beyond her lips, and her face, hands, and clothes were covered in blood. Clutching her shoulders, I pushed her back into the room. Had she been attacked? Was someone else in there? That was my first instinct. Now she was alone. And on the bed lay our smallest dog, Chester. He was a mutt we adopted from the shelter. And Chester looked the way the three by the pond had looked. She had killed and eaten Chester right there on our bed. I screamed at her in rage and then threw her on the bed. And before I could launch into my tirade, she pointed at my face through tears and sobs. Mirror, she eked out. Mirror! Stumbling back to the bathroom, I raised my face to the mirror and I slowly opened my eyes. I looked just like her. Tears flowed down my sunken features and dripped onto the vanity. And when I turned to approach her, she was gone. I found her outside, leaning into the UTV and lifting the clothes I found. These are your clothes, she said. You killed our dogs, too. A bark from the other side of the UTV broke the tension. Molly was there in her still defensive disposition, snarling and displaying her fangs. A primeval craving overtook us both, and my wife was the first to leap at Molly. I followed. I couldn't help myself. A short distance into the woods, my wife, who had never run a day in her life, ran down a mature German shepherd and snapped its neck in one motion. Together we tore open and devoured the carcass that was once Molly. And when our appetite was quenched, we returned to the house. I don't remember the walk back or what I was thinking. I do remember walking into the yard and my wife launching at the men dressed in yellow biohazard suits. She was cut down by gunfire, and I remember a dart lodging in the soft tissue of my chest, and then blackness. I woke in a room that I thought was a hospital room, but there's no way I was in a hospital. I was strapped to a bed and I could not move a fraction of an inch. The rancid taste of blood still spoiled in my mouth. A woman in a lab coat stood over me. She cradled an iPad in her left arm, and she smiled. You were given the wrong injection when you received the jab. The pharmaceutical company is to blame. You will be here for a long time. I should have listened to my wife. Thanks for listening to this short little podcast. I had fun putting it together. It didn't take very long, maybe about three hours to put it all together. And these are just fun. It's good to take a break from the serious stuff now and then. And I really appreciate you following along and listening. And we'll see you guys on the next one. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.